I want you to try your best to um, kind of turn, turn everything that's going on around you off and ask the Lord to speak to you. Every time that we come in here to worship, uh, to bring the Word, it is to hopefully be hearing God and to deliver what God's saying through our worship, through the Word, through our fellowship, through the class, the Sunday school class that we have. And it's easy just to go through the motions. I went to church my whole life and just went through the motions and didn't hear half of what was being said. But I want you to know God's trying to speak to you. God's speaking to you through the worship. God's speaking to you through the word. God's speaking to you through that little mingling time when you're sharing your life with each other. And come to church expecting to hear God. Be listening. Put your listening ears on. Because it's easy to not. It's easy to sit there today and just check out and kind of think about what you've got facing when you get out of here. That's what today is about. Because long before psychology came around, God said your thoughts determine your feelings and your feelings determine your actions. Did you hear me? Your thoughts determine your feelings and your feelings determine your actions. And there's a phrase I want to give you that I want to stick with you today. Change your thinking Change your words, change your life. You. You have the power to change your life. God has given that to you. He said, I've given all authority. He's given you the power, but we have to change our thinking, change our words, and it will change our life. Our minds are such an amazing creation. It would take a computer the size of the Pentagon to carry on just the basic functions that your brain, yes, your brain, can do. Um, Your brain contains over 100 billion nerve cells. I mean, it'll literally blow your mind if you will think about the mind. And each individual cell, 100 billion, is connected with 10,000 other neurons. And that's all that they've been able to identify. You're constantly, now listen to me, church, you're constantly talking to yourself. Right? All the time. Your mind is talking to you. You're talking to yourself right now. I don't talk to myself. Or you didn't even hear what I said. Because you're talking to yourself. Research indicates that most people speak at a rate of 150 to 200 words per minute. But listen to me, the mind can listen to about 500 to 600 words a minute. That's why you can listen to me and plan dinner at the same time. So I was at the uh, TTU homecoming parade yesterday, and my wife was talking to another uh, woman and uh, just a friend of ours, and I was just sitting in the little pop-up chair while they're behind me talking, and all I'm doing is listening. And both of them start talking at the same time and don't stop. I keep thinking one of them is eventually going to surrender, but they didn't stop talking. And I just thought, how do you do that? It's not the first time. Somehow, though, a woman, I am married, church, a woman can talk and do other things at the same time. I can't. I'm kind of one-track-minded, literally. 
but they're both talking at the same time. Now, sometimes I'll be talking, me and Carl will be talking, he'll be getting loud, and I'll be getting louder, and we're just going to eventually, somebody's going to get loud enough, the other one's going to shut up. Or I'm just going to shut up and just check out. But I can't talk and talk at, and somebody else talk at the same time. But our brains can take it. What I'm trying to say is your brain has things going on. Our internal dialogue, the conversation we have with ourselves, listen to this, is at a rate of approximately 1,300 words per minute. Why? Because we can, we can see in images. The moment we have a thought, the moment we have an image is in a nanosecond. Think about how quickly your mind can go from thing to thing to thing. We can see a thought in a nanosecond. And it's probably why the, most of us are like Job from the Old Testament. In Job chapter 9, verse 20, it says, Everything I say seems to condemn me. Now, that's what I'm after today are your thoughts, are the things that you're saying. Because Job tells us, I think in great wisdom, everything I say seems to condemn me. Now, don't raise your hand, but can anybody relate? He's saying, in effect, everything I say puts me down. Everything I say puts me down. I'm not talking about all the people around me. I'm just talking about me. Everything I say. If you're the typical human being, you are your own worst critic. Right? You're always putting yourself down. You could walk into a room smiling, but inside you're saying, I'm fat. I'm not smart enough. I'm ugly. And I'm always late. Who here was late today? How can you be late when you get an extra hour? <laughs> huh? That doesn't count. You were late. You're, the voices in your head, if you're not careful, will absolutely take you to the ground. Even if you are careful. God wants you to stop pulling yourself down. When you put yourself down, you know who you're really putting down? We in church all know the answer. God. Why? Why is putting yourself putting God down? Because he's our creator. He's the one that created you. When you put you down, you put what God created down. And can I encourage you? What God created is good. God doesn't create bad. God creates good. So, to break, to, to literally break your world today, you are not bad. You are good because you were created by God. You are created by God. Now, we do dumb stuff, but I want you to know you were created by God, and God creates good. God wants you to stop putting yourself down.
Because when you say I'm worthless, I'm no good, I can't do anything, you're actually saying, God, you blew it with me. And that's why God's saying it's wrong to put yourself down. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Change your thinking. Change your words. Change your life. If you go through this week and can't remember anything else, change your thinking. Change your words. Change your life. So how do you eliminate negative self-talk? so that you can become a a more confident person. The Bible teaches us the principle of replacement. I love this. Catch this in in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Fix your thoughts. What needs to come before fix? What's understood? You. You. Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think you. Think about things that are pure and lovely and dwell on fine good things in others. You think about all you can, all you can praise God for and be glad about. There's some good instruction there for your week. Fix your thoughts on what is true, good, and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely. How many of you know that's a, that's a life lesson? Dwell on fine good things in others. How do we typically dwell on others? Negatively, in judgment, what they do wrong, what they've done to me. Think, you think about all that you can to praise God and be glad about. Why, what do you have to praise God for? If you'll go looking, you'll find it. My, my daddy always said, daddy always said, um, it's from the water boy, you people might get that or not. Mama, mama always said, um, look for good in people, you find it. But if you look for bad in people, you'll find it. Bless you. Fix your thoughts. In other words, don't think about all those weaknesses in your life. Focus on what God wants you to be and what God wants you to do in your life. I read a book called The Power of Habit, and you are able to replace those triggers that cause you to do these things that you do over and over and over. But you have to take, you have to take account, you have to replace those habits. When I see something that is tempting, I've got to replace that thing that I react with with something else. And if I will continue to replace it and continue to replace it and continue to replace it, my habit forming will change. Do you have a bad habit? You can change it. But you've got, you can't just say, I'm not going to do this anymore. You've got to cha- change the trigger. Does that make sense? It's one thing to just say, I'm never going to do X anymore. But if you will change the thing that triggers you to that and replace it with something else, you will change. That's why God's saying, all those negative thoughts that you have, I know you've got them. I know you're dealing with them. Well, let's replace them with good, with righteous, with the right things. Let's start looking at other people and thinking, okay, I look at at Cody and I can remember everything that he's ever done wrong. No, stop doing that. Start looking at remembering everything he's done right. When I look at Carl, don't think of what he's done wrong. Think of what he's done right. When I look at you, stop thinking, oh, Justin, you did this and you did that. No, 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 no. The Lord is saying, stop, replace that with what he's been doing right. Next thing you know, the sun starts, I'm losing my voice, the sun will start shining on Justin again in my life. I don't see the darkness anymore. I see the light because Justin's good. 
Justin is good, but does Justin make mistakes? Yeah, I work with him all the time. Do I make mistakes? Yeah, all the time. If you want to remember the things I've done to you, you can remember them. Believe me, they're still there. You can dig them back up. But the Word of God is saying, stop doing that. Even when I look at my enemy, you're not my enemy. Even when I look at, <laughs> even when I look at my enemy, start looking for the good. You want to know how to pray for your enemy? Start looking for the good. Quit looking at the bad. God says, pray for your enemy. He's trying to change our thinking. God wants, wants to change you. So what's a great way to start to replace our thinking? The Word of God. Start filling your heart with God's Word, with His promises, with what He says about you. If you don't, you will hang on to what you say about you and what others say about you. Study the Word, memorize it, meditate on it, and apply it. I can't tell you a better way to raise your confidence level than to get in the Bible and start believing what it says about you. So when I think negative thoughts, so I've told you this before, every time I run, I start to remember everybody that's ever done anything wrong to me. It's getting, it's getting, um, I'm getting angry. I'm honestly getting angry with God. God, when, at what, at what point do I let this go? Because I don't want to be thinking about it anymore. And I think the Lord's saying, stop thinking about it. Change your thinking, change your words, change your life. Listen to this, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I don't know what's going on with my voice. This is kind of weird. But anyway, keep your heart. Thank you. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Now, I saw something today. I was honestly here an hour early. <laughs> Those of you that were late, I, I'm weird. I'm just weird. I got up and I was here an hour early. And I saw something from this today. Your issues spring from your heart. Your issues. Your issues are coming from your heart. Have you ever been in a situation and your issue, you're in something with someone and they're not kind of taking it the same way you're taking it? And Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha had issues. Mary was with Jesus. Mary got that one right. But Martha had issues, and it sprang from her heart. Your issues spring from your heart. So what is it saying? Keep your heart. What's that saying? Watch what you're putting into it. Stop thinking about what everybody's doing wrong and start filling it with what they're doing right. Start finding reasons to praise God instead of finding reasons to be mad at God. We've got our issues, but God's saying, focus on what's good. Focus on what's good in each other and what's good in God. Praise Him for it, and God's going to work your stuff out. Keep your heart. Keep your heart. Let's go back to the first scripture, Job chapter 9, verse 20. Though I were righteous, my own mouth would condemn me. 
Though I were blameless, I would prove me perverse. Even when I'm doing the right thing, my mind will tank me. Can anybody see what's going on here? Our minds have to change. We have been, we are to be transformed. We have the mind of Christ. So this self-loathing spirit that wants to dominate your life has to change. It has to go. I, I want you to see this. Though I were righteous, my own mouth would condemn me. Do you know that your thoughts and your mouth will sabotage you? You can even be in pretty good shape and someone say something to you and you're so used to just saying something negative, it will sabotage you. What, what do I mean? It's just like if someone says, hey, how's it going? And you just start vomiting out everything. Instead of, now I'm not saying you can't like come into Sunday school and when we're asking for prayer requests, make your request known. That's the time. But there's also a time to be, and I don't also mean to, to be fake and not say what's going on in your life, but find reasons to rejoice. Find good in each other. My mouth can sabotage me and I can be in great shape and be going in the right direction. And in order to get attention, throw a negative zinger out there about myself and not even realize what I've done. Your mouth can sabotage you. Look at Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and there is anything praiseworthy... Can you go to the next screen? Is it locked up? Whatever things are good, of good report, if there's any virtue or if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. What's that saying? Whatever are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good report praiseworthy. Meditate on these things. Change your thinking. Change your words. Change your life. Change your thinking. Change your words. Change your life. God is giving us instruction on how to change our life. And that change is going to happen in your mind. That's where sin begins is in your mind. Is this a tough thing to change? Yes, because you've been programmed for years to do it the opposite. You've been taught by your parents to speak lowly of yourself because they spoke lowly of themselves. You've been taught by your teachers. You've been taught by the kids around you. Just to, You're going to get attention by saying negatively about yourself. But what's most important is what you're saying about yourself that's not actually coming out of your mouth. What you're saying about yourself in your own head. I can tell you, I have spent years self-loathing myself. Believing that my personality was messed up. Believing that I couldn't do what I was called to do. Believing it. Saying it about myself and believing it. That is hard to break. 
I'm not telling you that what I'm preaching today is easy. It's not. It's hard. But you can. And you're the only one that can. You're the only one that can. And you can't do it on your own. It takes the Holy Spirit to help you do it. It takes you getting filled up with the Word on what it says about you. Because the Holy Spirit's going to agree with the Word. The Holy Spirit's not going to agree with your self-loathing. The Holy Spirit's going to agree with the Word. So you need to have the Word. So that you know these voices in your head, if they're lining up with the Word, then it's God and it's the Holy Spirit. But if they're not, it's not. You have to fill your heart. You have to fill your heart so that you guard your heart with all diligence because out of it springs the issues of life. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Do you know that scripture? I have to hide God's word in my heart so that out of that will spring forth God issues, good issues breakthrough. I'm preaching a good message. I don't know if you're hearing it or not. Proverbs 4.23. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. For as he, a man, thinks in his heart, so is he. I'm going to close with a quote. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Your thoughts. And if you will, just be real with me for just a second. I know you've got thoughts banging around in your head that need to be replaced. This is going to be all-out war. I can tell you sometimes I can make it for 30 minutes or an hour doing good. And before I know it, something has snuck in again. You know, the enemy can just sneak into the camp. You don't know they're there until you show up until he shows up right at the worst moment, pushes a button, and I completely fall right back off the wagon. And don't even realize it until I'm so far off track that someone in my life or the Holy Spirit finally says, um, you're lost. And as soon as the light can go back on, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are my thoughts? Where have I gone? That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, I want to go back to Asher uh, uh, Ross at, uh, at VBS because we would make a statement. He'd go, that's a lie! <laughs> Can I tell you, that's how we react when a thought comes in that is not lining up with God's Word or what He says about you. You don't know who you are. If you will know, while we were learning in Sunday school this morning, if you will know who you are and know who God is, you're going to know when the enemy shows up. Eve was tempted by Satan because she forgot who she was and she forgot who God was. That's why the serpent was able to entice her. 
God didn't say that. God said that because he didn't want you to have everything. He wanted to, he, he knows everything. And he said he knew that if you ate that fruit, you'd know everything and be like him. No. Lie, that's a lie. That's what Eve needed to say. And Adam, right next to her, needed to say, Eve, that's a lie. But we don't. We buy in. And we go down the wrong road. Change your thoughts. Change your words. Change your life. Today will change your life if you will begin to change your thoughts. Change your thinking, change your words, change your life. Um, so I, I just want to give an example of, of what I'm doing. I'm certainly not perfect. I've, I have some of the worst thoughts that anybody could ever have. I battle th- my thoughts minute by minute. Um, but I read the one-year Bible, and I'm reading, I try to read a, a book or, or something also uplifting. My wife listens to Joyce Meyer every morning. I catch that. In fact, this word I have today was from something that she was listening to or reading uh, in the morning when we're all getting ready together, you know, feeding on, on things. I'm reading a book called uh, Everybody Always by Bob Goff. It's just about love. Um, that's just a suggestion. What am I fueling my mind with? Just to give you something, be fueling your mind. If you're not, your mind's going to get fueled by something. Uh, it says in Romans, don't be, don't be, uh, uh, don't buy into the world, but be transformed. Be, be outside the world. Don't, don't buy into what the world's doing. You need to buy into the kingdom of God and take that into the world and change the world. Don't let the world change you. And if you're not fueling yourself, you're going to get fueled by something other than what you need to be fueled with. The word, the Holy Spirit, each other, looking at good things. When I look at you, I look at good things in you, not bad. When I'm thinking about myself, I'm finding good. When I'm looking at my wife, I'm thinking good. My children, my church, good. Christians looking at the lost, be looking at the good. We're not to go judge them. Love them. Find good in them. When that door opens, you'll be able to speak a word into their life. But you need to have good words to speak. Amen? Y'all stand up with me. Change your thinking. Change your words. Change your life. Um. While we were worshiping this morning, I was praying, and I just asked God, what do you have for us today? And I heard fruit, and it was fruit of the Spirit. I didn't really know what it meant, but um, he gave me a picture, and I like when he does that because sometimes uh, words can have different connotations. We can overthink them, and he just gave me this picture of everybody in the room that has this, like, bubble around them, and it was just full of junk, and it had, like, hooks of shame and insecurity and fear and anger and all of this stuff that we carry around that causes us to judge others and causes us to judge ourselves and put expectations on others that we need from them. And we don't need that from them. We get it from God. And so I saw just this golden light. And when you was talking to Justin about you're good, like that's, that's who you are. You're God's. You're good. And I just saw this golden light just clear everybody's bubble. And I feel like that's what God's offering is that supernatural um, that extra, you know, we can work in our own power. God calls us to self-control, but 
I believe God is offering that extra bit of healing for our space so that we can be more of what we need to be to others and not a drain and go around putting those hooks in people's bubbles. So he's sealing the cracks this morning. Amen. Yeah. I'm just going to pray over you as we dismiss. Father, I just thank you for that word. Uh, Actually, Justin's reminding me. uh, We're going to take up communion, but I still want to pray for you. Take up communion. Take communion. We've already taken up the offering. So, I just agree with that, that word that Jen had that, Lord, I do believe that you're so desiring and you've paid the price to give us a clean slate. Um, and that we would be able to receive a clean, a cleaning of our mind of what we're thinking and what we're thinking of ourself. I believe a lot of times the reason we respond to others is because of ultimately what we are thinking about ourselves. And Lord, we just receive that. We just receive your mind, the mind of Christ, the righteousness of Christ, even though we don't deserve it. We've not done anything to earn it, but God, you've given it to us. And I just ask you, Lord, as your word says that we, are, we have the power to take every thought captive. You, church on the hill, have the power to take every thought captive and to bring it under the submission of God and his word. Help us to take that authority over those thoughts, to break that tradition of self-loathing and just tanking ourselves on the, thing, on the things that we're thinking. You may be here this morning and you've never received Christ. Right now where you sit, just call on him. Just say, Jesus, I receive you. I receive your power. And I make a decision today to turn and to learn about you and to walk and to follow you. It's not a one-time decision. It is a life change. It's literally changing your direction to follow another, uh, to, to follow someone. It's not even something, it's someone. Jesus is a person. And he's asking you to follow him. Today, would you do that? Right now in your thoughts. Right now in your, in your thinking and your speaking. Let's change them. Let's start with just the first thought. Father, I just ask you to change our life to an abundant life. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.